Welcome to Checkmates Go, Season 2, Episode 18. I'm continuing my conversation with J.P. Edwards of our Global Security Architecture team from Season 2, Episode 16. Often when we're discussing security architecture with customers, the cloud comes up, and organizations may be in different stages of moving to the cloud, and they may have different reasons for doing so. To move to the cloud and to do so while maintaining or improving your security posture, you have to change your approach from what you did in your data center. Building on the work of the Checkpoint Enterprise Security Framework and the security architecture workshops we've done over the years, we have a new white paper called Secure Cloud Transformation. The white paper provides an evidence-based approach to planning, designing, and implementing the transition to the cloud with the goal of reducing design cycles and overall cost of your cloud transformation. I start off by asking JP how the security architecture workshop evolved into this white paper. From our point of view, I mean, as architects, we it, it, it was always been very easy to do an evolution of your workshop and just kind of structure it within a framework. That was great. When we come to things like cloud transformation, um, our team is invested in in supporting organizations through cloud transition, but it's it's taken a slightly different shape because it's it seems to be cloud transformation is is maybe more about us giving our position on you know what what does the future kind of hold. It seems to be it seems to be slightly more about us creating the message, I guess, more than just kind of it being a purely um, this is a requirement, and this is how we're going to solve it through now technology through current technology. I guess the cloud seems to be a little bit further. Full cloud cloud um, transformation seems to be slightly further off for a lot of people, and therefore they're willing to, to 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 kind of think more about the story and what the end state architecture looks like. In our minds, cloud transformation, you know, the target architecture of cloud transformation. It's, it's a lot of change. It involves a lot of organizational change, et cetera. It's not just a technology decision. Um, and the conversations around cloud transformation seem to take a slightly different shape. They're slightly more longer-term vision. What actually does my organizational look like? Um, to just a, 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 an example would be the amount of organizations we talked about cloud transformation when the 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 most contentious part of this is uh how is my organization going to look in terms of security responsibility who is going to take responsibility my security team they know their firewalls they know their users they know their their bits of ias cloud but if i look further down the line you know who's going to na- what what does my team actually do now that all of my security controls are being administered or implemented by devsecops teams so how does my what does what does that talk what does that mean to my you know traditional security organization structure? Who's going to monitor these? Who's going to make sure that, that that everything's implemented right? Who is going to own the overall security posture? So to answer your question, a lot of the conversation around workshops in in customers that are purely looking at cloud transformation is a is a lot more around. It's more the conversation around th- those type of things, organizational responsibility. DevSecOps, et cetera, than it is around responding to a direct business requirement. The way I always approached when the when when I you know when this started coming up in the in the in the in the security workshops, I always looked at the cloud as an opportunity to get things right. 
because we've been doing things a certain way for a very long time. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean it was the right thing. That was just what we could do with the technology that we had and the and the and, and the business requirements were even different, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And now we're um we're in a situation where, yeah, things are evolving very quickly. The technology uh has as is evolving faster than we can make decisions about what technology to use and and why we need why we should use it and and how that fits into our uh, into our organization. So, yeah. uh, and I think organizations have to be more agile. And this is, I think, that's what one of the things that the cloud is demanding of everybody is is a certain level of agility. That okay, twenty thirty years ago we didn't need to have it, and we didn't have the tools to even do it and now because we can deploy things in five minutes and you know and 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 roll it back and you know we can spin up infrastructure not you know not physical infrastructure that still takes the same amount of time but we can we can deploy virtual infrastructure very quickly and start you know and again it didn't work okay well we just start over and we do, we, we we build it again with a um, you know with a different template so an organization's ability to properly articulate sort of what necessarily are the kind of, you know, the long-term aspirations for cloud and what does that really mean, an organizational level and a security level, et cetera, like that. Um, you know, sometimes they're, they're not quite as, as um, set in stone as, you know, what people know about their on-premise data centers and their applications and their user space, et cetera. Um, I mean, I would just say that, Cloud transformation at a certain level to us is, is, is also about, you know, it's about the user space. It's about, you know, decentralization of the net of, of the core. It's about pushing everything from, uh, you know, a network centric sort of mode of, of, of inspection to a, you know, secure access, secure edge type model. Um, you know, what are we going to do when we don't have a wire to inspect? And if we don't have a wire to inspect, what are our network and, and network security teams doing? Um, and how do they kind of sort of morph into other sort of security uh, roles? So, for example, to get back to my earlier statement, we see sort of these security teams becoming almost security oversight teams um, and just sort of almost being uh, the, 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 the bastions, the guardians of the security policy, not necessarily the people that are on the ground doing the implementation. And then also kind of, you know, that also... The, the, the user space as well is becoming increasingly challenging. Um, there's one thing about uh, cloud security when you're just talking purely about data centric and the move to kind of cloud native secure cloud native technology, but it's a whole new kind of kettle of fish when you start thinking about how the users are going to interact with those services and how realistically are you going to enforce the decision. And I think that it becomes apparent in a lot of architectural conversations that the drivers behind cloud adoption are normally driven by, you know, this let's move quickly, let's let's get my apps into the cloud, we can we can answer we're, we're quicker to respond to customer demands, etc. And that always needs to be slightly sort of compromised or fit into you know, how are we actually going to secure this? It's all well and good moving to the cloud um, quickly and and putting all my apps up there, doing my microservices, et cetera. But, you know, it, it seems to be slightly more problematic for the security team as to how they're actually going to secure it. Back to your original question about what the security, the cloud workshops look like is, is much more a kind of focus on these type of problems. How do I weigh, you know, my move to cloud native um, and my and the decentralization of my network and the removing of the hairpin of my user traffic, etc., 
with my responsibility as a security officer. People always ask the question about routing all traffic back to a, a central location to have it inspected. And that just doesn't scale, right? I mean, that's no. it. so, you know, and, you know, a, a lot of organizations, I think, found this out the hard way during uh, having to adjust to the realities around COVID-19. You know, a lot of the traditional sort of networking requirements that people had were because it didn't make sense to have control. You, you couldn't put controls in every place, but most of the data was in one central place in a in a you know central data center. Um, you didn't maybe have as many things hosted out there on the you know in in the cloud, uh, you know, on, on somebody else's computer. But uh, now I think that's more the norm that um, that maybe having something in a data center is an exception, and so routing all the security through a central point that's in one or two locations that make a lot of sense really because yeah it's you know it's just it says yeah bandwidth is getting cheap but not that cheap and at a certain point it's you know you still have you know the if you route it to a, a physical infrastructure that you maintain is that any you know can is it easier to do that versus uh route it somewhere in the cloud right and to and, and have some of the controls there exactly and and you know you you expand on that and it, it you know how 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 much how much sense does it make to use a kind of network centric security model in the cloud? You know, when actually everything's kind of moving all over the place and stuff like that. Um, and and it, you know, it's it's I'm I'm yet to find that many DevOps engineers that are particularly keen with you sticking an IaaS gateway in front of their applications. So there's always this kind of and these type of conflicts. Um, and I think that this is basically the challenge of architecture is to find those compromises and and to try and answer as many of the you know the customers requirements in terms of i need to do this i want to move to the cloud i need to move it quickly that's fine let's try and do it in a in a manner that's secure and also as the security vendor it's incumbent on us to 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 try and you know figure out how best to balance this equation between speed and agility on one hand and you know people's security posture which they kind of like to be able to point and hold and give names to <laughs> there's the whole uh, you know the pets versus cattle uh, discussion right you can also sort of take that to the to the security posture type thing you know it's the same mentality um and we when we designed the framework it was to in some senses be kind of open and transportable to all of these other different kind of uh, subject matters so you know, we, we, we hope that at some sense you would be able to apply our existing framework to the cloud transformation story as well in the sense that, you know, there are still some requirements that need answering. Um, I guess that there's just a, a, a couple of more caveats when we move, when we talk pure cloud transformation because it's about the transformation process. So cloud is one thing. Cloud transformation seems to be a slightly different in terms of, you know, you're thinking about something in motion. It's about how am I going to get from one to the other, A to B. Um, and that seems to be a lot of the, a lot of the conversation. The controls that you can apply, you know, getting back to your example of, you know, putting an IS gateway in front of an application that's sitting in a container somewhere. Does it make sense to put a network security control there? It depends on this. It depends on the situation, right? It's, it's a, you know, the attack surfaces are a lot different now. So, yeah. you know, we have to, I, I think, Part of the challenge, and, and and from talking with customers, even even several years ago, it was very clear that the way that you can solve problems now is very different than it used to be. Because all we had was we put something in the network, and now with 
what's exposed on the network is actually very limited. Um, and oh, by the way, if something happens to that particular asset, because it's in a, you know, it's in a, it's in a container, or it's a, and it's a, and it's a microservice, right? So yeah. if something happens to that microservice, um, you know, what, what does that microservice have access to? Well, um, really not much, right? So yeah, we might want to know if somebody's been, you know, jiggling the handle on it, but, but, uh, you know, do I need to put an IS gateway in front of it? Yeah, maybe not. It's enabling a conversation about, okay, we know we're used to doing these things because, um, you know, we're, we're used to looking at, um, you know, secure, you know, using the security hammer to drive security nails and we might have a, a screw or something else that, that you know, that, it, so that requires a different tool. And it's, you know, not only us as a vendor, we, you know, we, you know, we're having to retool and provide some different tools, but it's also organizations having to look at what the tools are, right? And understand or understanding the security problems and, and solutions and thinking about a different way to achieve a similar task. But, uh, and so getting, you know, getting that visibility and assurance that you're doing all of the right security things to secure your data, secure your, your secure your enterprise. But uh, um, yeah, it's a, it's, so it's a, it's a transformation for, well, really everybody involved. And, and listen, you're, you're totally right. I mean, the amount of uh, conversations we have with the customers where they, they are slightly bewildered or, or, slightly unsure about this kind of whole cornucopia of different technologies which which now checkpoint is able to provide that have you know various different forms and functions and are able to do all this new stuff you know it, it in some senses it kind of needs to be almost presented in, in 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 a way that aligns with some sort of transformation so that customers understand that actually you know this is a journey um, it's got a number of different steps in it. There is technology to support you at every step of the of the journey, but you know there's nothing wrong with kind of taking baby steps and understanding you know what's good for you now and then evolving into it. So if we get back to the 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 our the, the, uh, example about the IS gateway in front of the containers, you know it may well not make perfect sense to the DevOps guys, but it may well make sense to the network security guy who wants to see a single pane of glass with all of his traffic coming in and out of it and understand that he now has a new perimeter in the cloud. You know, there is that kind of what might be bleeding edge and what might be slightly more kind of uh, um, realistic and appropriate for any specific organization. Um, and again, I think that's basically, you know, team's job is to is to actually find what an appropriate response to, to that is, I mean, there are plenty of organizations that we work with who will be leveraging IaaS network-centric style gateways in the cloud, um, as well as a lot of, you know, highly advanced, you know, check, new checkpoint technology um, in order that they still have a level of visibility that is that is parable to what they have on their data centers. And they're fine with that. And it kind of makes sense. And uh, I'm... I'm all for people, you know, if at first you're slightly unsure, then, you know, take a step back and kind of do something that's slightly more repeatable (laughs) um, and that you know, and then work with that and move on. It is kind of that, you know, that crawl, walk, run functionality, right? Because there's a lot of, I'd say a lot of organizations are in this uh, traditional data set mentality still and and how applications are developed and everything. And and so, um, you know, going from that to DevOps in is a is a culture shock in, in more ways than one, right? And not only is the technology very different, but the, yeah, it's a it's a culture shock. And so, you know, what we're what we're helping 
customers do is is move from that traditional way of doing things into the new way where everything's fast and in 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 quick and and more agile. You know, at, at every step of the way, we have some sort of solution that can help you know, help organizations you know make that shift, right? Because yeah, you're most organization you know, unless you're a brand new organization, you're not making that um, you know you're not making that jump right away to to the to DevOps. It's it's you know it's a, it's a it's a it's a lot to take on, and so um, but. As you as you become more agile and start and, and it, you know the the security organization starts feeling more comfortable with with what's happening, um, with what tools are available and and the visibility and the and the controls that are there, um, they can start adopting the more you know the more agile approaches that have maybe less network centric components to it, and and I think it's it's that's where I think the you know the infinity model as you as it were is uh, is very powerful because wherever you are in that. Uh, you know, in, in that continuum, we've got something that can help you solve that problem. And it's, yeah, because the the requirements don't change. How you solve the requirements is what's changing. And so, <laughs> yes. um, and that's, a, and I think that's, that's really important. And so it's, you know, again, we, we get back to the, what's the problem we're trying to solve and, and why. Um, and then, uh, you know, that's going to, that's, going to be the same now my, now the organizations can change that but i think in general right when you when you start looking at the problem space the, the tools that you use to fulfill those requirements and is going is going to change and uh and yeah we need to just help customers navigate that and that's that's part of what we've always done with the security workshop process much less the cloud transformation yeah exactly i mean look you know at the end of the day the, the workshops are here for, for the it's a kind of two-way thing i mean one is for for the for the customers uh, well clients to be able to kind of you know to engage and basically you know lay out the requirements and and have a conversation about kind of what good looks like and have a conversation about you know security practice and have a kind of sounding board for their architectural process and the other is for checkpoint to align themselves with you know what the customers are actually you know demanding you know what is really important to them i mean is you know the nuts and bolts of a certain blade technology actually that important to them or are they really focusing on more about you know what is this doing for my organization in terms of a specific you know 0365 traffic for example so you know it's it's kind of i think incumbent on 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 us as checkpoint to basically to 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 be able to you know give a forum to our customers that in which that they can really discuss their requirements as opposed to leading stuff maybe from a technology point of view you, sometimes you go down the primrose path and it's, and this is always a, you know, I know when I'm helping people out in the community, it's always a, it, there's some basic questions come to mind. Why are you doing this? It's not, it's, you know, so I understand what you're trying to do, but why? Because how you solve that problem might be different if you have a different why. Cause yeah, you can make a technology choice, but it might not be the right choice. And, you know, sometimes there might not be a technological solution to what you're doing. And, and, but again, if you understand the why, and I think that's always what we've done with the security workshop process is to understand the customer's why. And then we can, we can approach it and come up with a, a better, a better mousetrap. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, that the, the how that I give them back is must be based on the why that they give me. But some organizations, and you know, and again, I think in general, right? This is always a is that some some people in the organization don't understand the why. The, the you know the C suite might understand the why. The the boots on the ground may may not, and that's a you know that's an issue, and and you know and that's that's always a um, that creates some um, conflict. I think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I think with every every relationship, it's you know. Um, you know, there's always a there's a, there's a there's a time and a place for for delivering 
you know, technology and technology competences. It's also another kind of touch point for us with customers to be able to to drive this down from the kind of the C-suite. So it's almost standing behind the C-suite and saying we're going to drive the solution based on your actual requirements. And it's it's often very interesting from our point of view to hear those kind of very different requirements and you know what's really important to me tomorrow um may never even kind of cross the you know might not be a thought process that trickles down to the engineers or the implementation engineers or the operations engineers thanks for listening to checkmates go subscribe in your favorite podcast app give us a rating and review and share with your colleagues on social media thanks for listening